I'm Hella Chloe. And, and this, this is Homestuck at Space Camp. A Homestuck reread fan cast. Welcome back to Homestuck at Space Camp, everyone. We know that it's been a little bit of a bit, but as is the canon on this podcast, life gets away a lot of the times for us. But I want to say a big warm welcome to all our new space campers that have joined us recently. We got a huge influx of followers recently after the... Uh, reveal of Andrew Hussey being a BTS army. So, hi everyone. How are y'all doing? <laughs> We're, I mean, I'm good. Yeah. I'm struggling to survive in a post <laughs> Marvis's Friends and Root world. <laughs> I want to get to that, but first I want to remind all of you guys to please follow us over on Twitter at HS at Space Camp Cast. Be- Wait, no, it's not cast at the end of that one. Scrap that at HS at Space Camp. <laughs> what if I knew how to be a professional fucking podcaster? So HS at Space Camp. Uh, if you want updates on when episodes go live, Chloe and I both tweet from there every once in a while, as well as we retweet memes. We kind of do that thing. More importantly, like so you guys know when episodes do go live, if you're not using your favorite podcasting app or following us on SoundCloud, that's the best way to find out if there's a new episode. Other than that, we mentioned at the end of this most recent episode that we have started a Patreon. All the details are at patreon.com slash homestuck at space camp. If you're interested, by all fucking means, please go look at it. If you're not interested, no harm done. No bad feelings between us. Awesome. And as always, please use hashtag SpaceCampCast on Twitter. That way that we can see your comments on the comments that we make about Homestuck. And we will respond to them in a new episode. We also will see you guys in our our at mentions and stuff too. But uh, the hashtag SpaceCampCast is the easiest way for us to see it. So uh, your at mentions don't get scrambled up in our normal notifications. We like to keep the two separate because we don't want to miss anything that you guys say that's that on that so before we talk about marvis's route because i don't care about friend sim but <laughs> i do care about this i forced you to live this through me yes you do at every possible turn last night was buck wild for me but before <laughs> we do that i want to go into the space camp cast hashtag and go over some of the things you guys had to say about our episode that we did not talk about homestuck at all in except <laughs> uh, what oh, you yeah. guys said because we were just so overwhelmed by like all the really nice things that everyone said to us so and by bts happening to us <sighs> bts is always happening to me but now it's happening to all of us collectively here at the space camp so mm-hmm. <laughs> you've all been dragged into my nonsense so uh mate sprit said Okay, but you guys listen to the audio on the Pete Wentz video. It's the most important aspect. Yes, we did. We listened to it. It was really good. It was really good. We listened to it as we were recording, but I chopped that bit out to keep things uh, yeah. keep things smooth. And then they also said another thing, WRT, with regards to. Sometimes I don't know what the kids... With regards to. I don't know what the kids are saying. It's with regards to. Christ. Uh, <laughs> with regards to the are people going to make a BTS stuck AU thing. I present a far worse alternative, Bandom Stuck. I am not opening up this can of worms tonight. No, do you remember um, Kesha Stuck? I do remember Kesha Stuck. I think we brought this up last episode. Yeah, we did. We did, definitely. Kesha Stuck was really good. Kesha Stuck was really good. K-pop, K-pop Stuck 100% exists already, though. Because that Mambo, that Mambo Stuck video. Someone, even if it's not published anywhere, some kid at home, and I'm guessing that kid's name is Rhea, has, like... <laughs> 
opinions on what everyone's god tier is and what everybody's blood cast would be. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this to me. <laughs> Put me on blast. I didn't do it to you. Matesprit did it to you. Oh, my God. I am not going to ruminate on the BTS duck thing because there's so, like, the veil has been lifted so much that there's not even a veil anymore that I can't do this. Someone else can do it. Someone else can also make a bandom stuck. I'm not responsible at this point. It's out of my hands. You're responsible now. Then at the Lonely Coves said to us, as someone who was deep into Homestuck as it was coming out, fandom drama was the reason I took a long break from like 2015 to the spring, but I'm glad I did because I was able to appreciate it more without people yelling at each other about everything. I agree. Oh yeah. So much better. That's how you gotta do it. So much better now. I'm glad that you're able to experience it the way that we're experiencing it now. And I'm sure a lot of people also feel the same way about that. And then at Catfishing Words, uh, they said, I'm finally getting back into hashtag Space Camp Cast. Good shit. Thank you. And LMAO, the Thank A-racial you, drama. Today I was just thinking about the Caucasian fiasco. Oh my god. Had you read far enough into this? Were you in? Had you read with like the alpha kids and shit? No. Oh my god. This was This was a nightmare. This was a bad narrative decision that Hussey made and that he later, uh, like, retconned Mm. so that instead of Caucasian, it said peachy. Mm. So if you're reading it now and you weren't around for that whole thing where people... I mean, I think it's a fair criticism. When the tricksters showed up, they all had white people skin tones. Mm -hmm. And people were like, how come you made them all white after you said that everyone was, like, insert your own race? How come you kind of applied a race to them after you said that you weren't doing that and uh i don't know instead of addressing that in any real way he like had them joke about how they felt like they were caucasian and other characters were like reacting in a like high drama way to it mm. like oh no that's the worst thing you could possibly be and it it, it wasn't good it no. <laughs> wasn't a good look that's really fucking bad actually yeah oh no i think there's it is. it's i think it's a really hard line to cross when you're saying like you can read the kids however you want to read them but then if you say that when you're still making the comic it's near impossible for there to be a non-coded skin color you can make a character there's no, there's yeah. literally no way to do it without assigning a race to a character unless it was a textual only medium and you never brought up race that's different but I almost feel like it's... Remember in Community when they were arguing over what to make the school mascot and they decided to make the Greendale Community College humans and they still ended up having a dude in like a white Zentai suit with a horrible face painted on it? It's yeah. that. It's all that it is. I That's the thing is that he already had them as like just totally paper white and then when he made the tricksters he was like, I'm going to give them a skin color that exists in humans. Like, make them fucking, I don't know, orange. Not even orange. Purple. Or, like, just leave them paper white in their trickster form. And then not say anything. Yeah. It would almost have been better if you didn't say anything. It 100% would have been better if you didn't say anything. <laughs> like, yeah. if you don't say anything, then people can at least pretend that you aren't being a dumbass about something. And they could kind of pull the, um, the artist removed from the art kind of thing. But if you keep actively getting yourself involved in it, then you don't really get that to fall back on. Yeah, he retconned it super quickly, like removed it entirely from the comic in a way that makes me think that either he genuinely regretted it or he just didn't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. I hope that he genuinely regretted Mm -hmm. it. But he's never going to say anything about it ever again. 
bad choice. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, it's not there anymore, so. Yep. And then at Catfishing Force also said to us, oh, I forgot to say, you know, if this was 2011 slash 2012, people would jokingly but then sincerely ship Husty and one of those K-pop men. You jest, but, like, I saw content of it already. No, you didn't. I did. With who? With who? With who? Of course it was with Tay. Of course it was Taehyung. His, like. Yeah, I mean, it would be. His main, his main boy. So, yeah. like. Duh. Tay is the one. Who, his stage name is V, right? Yes, V. Okay. Okay. So, of course, this was like joking when I saw it because it was from like some old school uh, homestucks who happened to be army now. So, of course, like mm-hmm. they were like, "This is hysterical because this is what would have been like a couple years ago." Like at, at catfishing words said, and I mm-hmm. saw it and I was just like, uh, "Down arrow." I do not like this tweet. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I am so chucking out of this situation now. Because I get at least once a week a retweet on that uh, I photoshopped the very first panel of Homestuck into Andrew Hussey in his bedroom with all his BTS shit. and That's burned on the inside of my eyelids. Yeah. <laughs> People now still constantly quote retweet as like, I'm going to fucking fight OP. I'm going to like set OP on fire. And I'm like, I did what I had to do. You invited that shit into your home, though. You knew exactly what can of snakes you were opening when you did that. I don't even get worms, I get snakes. <laughs> you get snakes. It's that serious. <laughs> All I do is make good content for free on this planet, and I get no appreciation for it. And then... Oh, God. <laughs> I'm leaving this subject now because we're going to get back to it in, like, 15 minutes. I know we are. No, we definitely are. Uh, we're, I'm never going to be rid of this in my entire life, ever. It's going to haunt me until I'm like, on my deathbed, I'm going to be like, the number one thing I don't regret is making the Andrew Hussey BTS tweet. Because <laughs> I don't regret it. I don't regret it. Like, it's genuinely good content. Like, you're just mad that you didn't come up with it. <laughs> I'll carve it into your gravestone. Oh, thank God. You're a great friend, Chloe. <laughs> Well, you can't carve it in my gravestone because I'll probably be like a holograph at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then it'll just be on there. Forever. Yeah. Perfect. So our friend at Mates Brit said to us, who would win in a fight? Hashtag Space Camp Cast or at PGen Pod. No one would win because we're all in this Homestuck podcasting game together. We wouldn't fight them. <laughs> we wouldn't fight them because we're the only people who are bat- shit dumb enough to make a podcast about homestuck yeah we're a very small community of podcasts that actually bother to you know talk about Mm -hmm. homestuck at length for other people to listen to too so there's no fighting involved in fact we all like now mutually follow each other so i think we were probably at the beginnings of a nice colleagueship so no one would win (laughs) no one would win we would join forces and fight somebody else yeah someone who's talking shit about homestuck that's what we would do yeah that's what would happen so we got a couple more and then we're going to get into it uh, at Laura Vera or Laura L-O-R-A-V-U-R-A. I used to be really annoyed at the people in, who did podcasts who wouldn't be able to pronounce anything, but like now I'm one of those people and I understand. I know, right? Now uh, I'm listening to the backlog because I just found this. Don't mind me. Awesome. I'm not minding you at all. In fact, I encourage you. So thank you so much for, uh, you know, going back and actually starting from the beginning with us instead of. Popping yeah, in. sorry about all the weird sound quality things that happened in those early episodes. Yeah, that are still happening now, but we're still learning through it. Um, 
So from episode three. Uh, anyways, I have seen a Hussy cosplayer in 2018. Such a cryptid that I couldn't get a clear pick. Obama was also there. Oh my god, this <laughs> shot of this Hussy cosplayer and this Obama cosplayer, like, T-posing? Is unstoppable. It is... It's so... And my favorite Like, the part... fact that there's an Obama cosplayer is, like, peak. This is the pinnacle. Yeah. <laughs> like, kick it, Barack. This is <laughs> so good. The thing about this image, if you took the T-posing out of it and you told me this image was from 2010, I would have 100% believed you. That's the thing. That's the exact thing. Yeah. Is that it feels like this could exist at any point in time. I feel like I've been in this room before, having experienced that thing before. So. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for showing us this. Like, it's super cursed, but I'm really glad that I saw it. Yeah, and I will 100% retweet it to the account because it's buck wild. Unless we we already have and I haven't caught up. I think I have. Okay. But we should do it again. We'll do it again because everyone needs to see it. So they also said again to us, still catching up, you guys freaking out over the concept of people being new to Homestuck. I'm laughing so much because I'm also kind of new. Read it in April 2017. All right. You're not kind of new. You are new. But there really is a whole Homestuck renaissance going on on Twitter these days. Yeah, it's really weird to see that the Homestuck fandom now lives on Twitter rather than on Tumblr or whatever forums there were on them as paint. Yeah, they super don't live on Tumblr anymore. Yeah, everything's here now and it's like really fucking bizarre to see. But I'm glad that the fandom is still living on and it's it's in its new reiteration, you know. Mm -hmm. So happy to see that. So yeah, that's all our hashtag Space Camp cast stuff also a quick shout out to people who left really nice reviews for us on our itunes because that does in fact help our listenership grow if we get reviews um and ratings over on itunes it increases the likelihood that people will see our podcast if they search for it so if you listen to us on itunes please uh if you like us give us a rate if you really really like us leave us a review um, we are always eternally grateful. Someone gave us four stars, but only because they don't know anything about Naruto or Neopets. And I think that's really fucking fair. Because they don't know anything or because we don't know anything? No, they don't know anything. So I appreciate your honesty. Oh, okay. yeah. I appreciate that's your fair. honesty. And <laughs> I also don't know anything about Naruto. So Such unrelatable content being uh, spoken <laughs> on the Homesuckers Space Camp podcast. So. <laughs> So as always, as I always say, please use the hashtag SpaceCampCast and you can have the chance on your opinions being talked about on our show. So keep them coming. Don't be shy. So now, as we hinted at earlier, that we're going to talk about BTS some more. Chloe. Yeah. You've been talking to me about Friends Sim nonstop for like... I have been talking about Friends Sim. I've been catching up on my Friends Sim roots. Okay. Chahut, the best. Love her. Mm-hmm. Love this clown girl. Love Malik, super cute, wasn't expecting him to be this adorable. Connell, amazing, love her. There's a dude who's fully just Vegeta, is the best. Marvis okay. was an experience that I was not prepared for. Like, right before I played it, a friend of mine was like, just so you know, this is a lot. And I was like, oh yeah, no, 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 like, I'm ready. Like, I knew as soon as they introduced this guy, like, he's going to be a problem. It's going to be a fucking roller coaster. Like, I, I've... I've girded my loins. I've prepared myself. Yeah. I had not. I had not <laughs> adequately prepared myself for what was about to happen to me. Oh, no. But we can't get into all of it because it's 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 more than I want to talk about right now. But there is a paragraph where, like, ten different, not ten, but, like, several different VTS songs get mentioned, get name-dropped mm-hmm. in, like, one sentence. More like, mic dropped, ayo, another BTS, oh. another BTS song name, sorry. 
It says, uh, you feel nothing but streaming euphoria. You thank the forces of serendipity for guiding you through the glorious epiphany of this beatific singularity. So, if you're not a BTS fan... I hate streaming euphoria. Because it's exactly what people fucking do. It's like, that's the agenda for BTS fans at like, any given time, is to stream a song. So... I mean, I was thinking more because you piss yourself when you play this route. Like, there's a scene where oh, the main character no, pisses no, himself. Ru- yeah. <laughs> you ruined it. I didn't ruin it. Uh, I didn't ruin this. You didn't have to tell this me was that. ruined for us. You didn't have to tell me that, because I don't know if I'm ever going to even play Friend Sim. So... Well, I couldn't let you live without knowing about uh, that. Because I had to know about it. I had to know about it. Listen, you get crucified on stage by a juggalo who has his tits fully out Mm. and like he pretends to murder you and as he's pretending to murder you then you piss yourself because you're so hyped to be close to this hot juggalo oh my god i literally cannot express like how hard they earned the 18 plus rating on steam with this route like there were like normal level of horny in other routes okay like Malik takes his shirt off and he has nipple piercings and it's like okay that's that's happening that's tame but like, horny it's not it's teen horny teen tame it's like C- yeah it's CW horny okay this was like I'm calling the police not <laughs> like <laughs> this is not even HBO this is like <laughs> this is stars with a Z like HBO likes to say like oh we're the channel that'll like really show you the shit no stars is like dedicated to showing the dick going in and this was like beyond that <laughs> crucifixion and then pissing yourself over how hot someone is is definitely way more than penis and And then as he carries your like pretend corpse body off stage they specifically say that uh he's doing it like the pieta like mary cradling jesus's dead body i went to catholic school (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) Do you know what it was to see that? It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible to me. And the worst part is, like, you read Homestuck as as you were still in Catholic school. I did. Yeah. Like, I it, it was so awful. It was so awful. Now, I came into this conversation thinking that we were just going to talk about, you know, that epiphany, um, euphoria, singularity, and serendipity were going to be name-dropped in this one paragraph. But then, no, you had to bring up pissing juggalos. So, thank you. I did, you. too, but I needed to scream. I needed to scream. Oh, my God. I'm done. Okay. Um, so The other thing is that this route is credited. Like, all the other routes, the writers are credited by name. Okay. You can see it when you go into the menu and look at the credits. Marvis's route is credited only as V. Like, the letter V. Mm-hmm. And which is the stage name of a boy in BTS. That hussy loves so if he has all the merch for has all the merch for if you did not see that image of him that went around he has a whole shirt with tay's name and his birth year on the back because like everyone has like those jerseys that have their name yeah. and the year on the back and he had a headband that he affixed a button of tay to his head and had stickers and wristbands and stuff on his body so like tay young aka v is his boy so either this is someone on the team who was like oh Everyone knows that Hussey is army now. I'm going to throw in some shit, like, mm-hmm. for fun. Yeah. This is pretty likely, because I know that Hussey wrote the first two roots, which was uh, Diamond and Ardata. Really good. Mm-hmm. Significantly unhorny. This was all ages, E for everyone. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and now. There's also the chance that this one is written by Hussey and he's using a pseudonym. No matter who wrote it, using a pseudonym is the right choice. Yeah. Because, as I said on Twitter, if I wrote this and put my name on it, I would have to go live in a cave because I wouldn't... <laughs> Like, you're going to get mail. You're going to get phone calls. Uh You're going to get threats. I'm sure they've already gotten at least one threat. (laughs) Probably joking, but like... Probably. A little bit serious. You know. Christ. You smell his armpit. Like... And it's like lovingly described. (laughs) Ugh. Like, you would have to live in a cave. But there's that paragraph about BTS in it. So like, maybe it was worth it. It wasn't, but (laughs) it's nice that you think that. (laughs) I just don't want to know, like, what the crossover is between people who still, like, actively care about Homestuck, like, going so far as to be playing friend sim, and the people who actively care about BTS or would have picked up on that. It's probably a lot, because, like, I feel like everyone is Homestuck in 2018. (laughs) Like, that's just the default at this point. Yeah, like, did you ever read that essay by Colin Space Twinks that was, like, everyone's a furry in 2018? Oh, yeah, I did. That's a good essay. Or not, maybe not 2018. I think it was called, he wrote it in a different year. Yeah. But, like, something just becomes so mainstream that, like, people are just born knowing about it. People are born knowing about Homestuck now. We're all born naked and the rest is Homestuck. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think I liked that. Oh, you're welcome. It wasn't wrong, but... Sometimes I come up with a good line or two every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> every once in a while I do a good content. That is to say, all I do is make great content online and for free. Um, <laughs> so let's get into our reading section because I would love to stop talking about BTS for once. I would also love to stop talking about this horny juggalo. So I would love, I would love it personally if I could stop talking about horny juggalos, but this is my cross to bear now. But you all, I keep bringing up that Christ imagery whenever we talk about that and having a reaction to it. I hate it. It's just who I am. You can't help it. You went to Catholic school. I can't help it. It's like, it's in you at a certain point. Catholicism or like being aware of the existence of horny juggalos because I'm now- Both. Because ever since Gamzee entered my life. No, see, Gamzee, I was like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like- like, I got it, but I was also not, like, there for it. Curlaws, I got slightly more, but I was like, eh. Like, mostly you just have nice hair. Mm. Chahut, totally got it. She's, like, ten feet tall and, like, fully is going to kill you. This dude is like, holy fuck, you guys went whole ass. Like, it's one of those things where it's not even necessarily about me personally being into it. So much as you read it and you can tell, like, oh, someone wrote this fucking one-handed this was intended to be jerk off material. Cause like your description of it, there was at least a solid five kinks there. Minimum. Minimum. Hard minimum five. Minimum. Which Catholicism counts as a kink. <laughs> Clamp did that for us. <laughs> no, I look at look at any piece of official code geass art that's like Lelouch as like the religious slash political figurehead and Suzaku as like his second in command slash fucking apostle. Like that was something that they invented and codified and now it's everywhere. Are you suggesting that Code Gay Ass is a part of the Catholic canon? Code Gay Ass. Yeah, that's always what I call <laughs> you can't it. You call it Gay Ass. Of course I can't. That's all I've ever called it. On purpose. 
I know it's called Gias, but like it's called Gias. <laughs> Let's be real with ourselves. Have you never not referred it that way before? I've never referred to it that way. <sighs> Missed opportunity. I respect Clamp's work. I do, but I'm still going to call love it them. that. <laughs> I respect it so much that I recognize the true essence of Code Gias. I did that for you. You heard me almost Thank say you. gay ass, but... <laughs> I did. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I want to stop talking about Catholicism for once, especially since I have... Yeah, fuck, me too. Cause I, especially since I have my... um. My Italian Renaissance class tomorrow, and that's all Catholic yeah. art. So, <laughs> would love to stop talking about it for once in my fucking life. So, the reading section, blah blah blah. For this week, we are doing PM question mark follow the agent to an arrow page. And for those at home, it is home duck home. Bleh, it is homestuck home duck home duck dot com homestuck dot com <laughs> slash story slash fifteen thirty one. Very good year. Uh, to same thing, homesuck.com slash story slash 1596. Probably a slightly better year. Closer to indoor plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> Not by much, but... Not by much, but... Slightly. We're gone our way there. So, we open up with PM, kind of a purifying in Durst, and with this parking ticket for 10,000 boon dollars. So yeah, you have followed the authority regulator into enemy territory. It is a risky move and this dark palace makes you very uncomfortable, but it is imperative you press on and recover that parcel. You have brought along a parking citation. If confronted, you will say you are here only here to deliver payment and leave. And then she also goes through this a million different times. I'm like, I'm not actually here to pay this thing. I'm only letting someone know that there is a parking ticket. And then we're still going to pretend that I'm going to do this parking ticket to go get this parcel. She walks past Diamond Droog at this point, who, while he's on Durst, is called the Draconian Dignitary, and he has cat ears. So cute. And I don't remember why, so I googled Diamond's Droog cat ears and just found, like, pictures of this panel. Mm. And no explanations for why he has cat ears. If you look at Draconian Dignitary's page on the Homestuck Wiki, he has two images. One is labeled regular, one is labeled cat. Nowhere else on the page does it talk about why he has cat ears. Okay. So I can't remember why he had cat ears here. But it's 2018 and everyone's a homestuck and everyone is a furry. Yeah, this was just, he was just feeling his oats. He was just <laughs> putting on his fursona. He's being that kid at the grocery store who's got ears and a tail. It's fine. And we're not going to talk about it anymore. We're no, not, not. We can't. Not as like I'm, I don't want to talk about furries, but mostly in the grand scheme of things, it's not very important. Yeah, we can't dedicate too much time to this. No, because I... He looks cute with his cat He looks very cute. I have now put a hard limit on how much we record now, because (laughs) I now have a... I have the very beginning stages of Carpal Tunnel, and editing hurts my hands, so it's for my own health. (laughs) If you still want Homes Against Base Camp content, the episodes will have to be shorter so I do not hurt my wrist further. Um, It is a work... Kickstarter to buy Rhea wrist break. (laughs) I was going to say, like, do I get workers' comp? No. <laughs> do you guys got EI in the States? Uh, given that response, no. Employment insurance? If we do, I've never been offered it. So, <laughs> that's oh, that. Uh, so, then we have PM walking down the red carpet, which immediately made me think of... So, I don't know if you've ever played Kingdom Hearts 2. I haven't. You have? I have, I've never played a Kingdom Hearts. For the best. Don't do it. Yeah. So there, in, you go into Disney Castle, and because, of course, you have to go into Disney Castle, and you have to go into mm-hmm, the throne mm-hmm. room, and eventually in the throne room, you have to do like a huge heartless boss battle. 
kind of situation where you had just like it just brute force like getting through all the heartless to get to the end where the throne is and this just reminds me of how long that fucking room is because it's got the red yeah it's got the red carpet leading up to the throne and just like it's bad because i hate that this hallway does look mega long oh yeah exactly this is just kingdom hearts 2 i went on to 1534 it's just kingdom hearts 2 oh yeah no it is it is so here's my hot take for today homestuck is just kingdom hearts do with that as you will. I think we've said that before. <laughs> then the point remains. It's it's still true. I'm just an idea and hot take machine. I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, <laughs> um, the footnote on uh, the Black Queen's like page where you see her sitting in her throne up close, mm-hmm. uh, for one, points out that she's got her prototyping ring on and two of the orbs are lit up and two of them aren't because two kids are in the medium and two kids are still on Earth. Um, oh, neat. But it also points out that uh, while like the tentacles... And the missing arm and the hat are, like, built into her body as part of her prototyping. Uh, This outfit that she's wearing is something that she put on by choice. We love a queen. So her tube top, her uh, completely see-through skirt that she absolutely got from, like, not even from Victoria's Secret. This came from Licenza. Um, (laughs) And she's got... This top from ASOS. They're specifically described. The things on her little tentacles, the little pink bits, Mm -hmm. these are specifically referred to as garters oh christ okay yeah she had to buy at, had to buy at least seven pairs of garters for this yeah i mean she's wearing eight i think no she's wearing six on each tentacle so six pairs so three pairs three yeah six pairs of garters holy fuck i can't count the second um, i left public school i couldn't count anymore so <laughs> how did i say okay yeah 12 divided by two <laughs> that's three that's three <laughs> My job is to handle money. They let me, like, do payroll. (laughs) And yet, first... Okay, so back when I was 15 and reading Homestuck, I did not really have the concept of what I found horny in Homestuck or not just yet. I looked at this, Mm -hmm, I was like, mm -hmm. this is a very horny image (laughs) this time around. That scene later on where you see her, uh, like, walking down a hallway Mm -hmm. and, like, the camera is just on her hips... (laughs) And, like, the light coming between her legs through her skirt. Yeah, uh, somehow that just flew past my radar. 15. It's like, holy shit, dude. Now, not so much. But, you know, we've discussed before in Homestuck at Space Camp, rereading it as an adult who is at least a little bit more sure in their sexuality when they were than when they were 15. So. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah. That's for the best. I think on 1536, PM is so cute, even though she is shaking, trying to... I love the fact that she rolls up to the queen, the black queen of Durst, who for some reason is holding audience to no one else. No one stopped PM from rolling in. There were no guards. Literally, like, no one cared that she was very clearly not from Durst, very clearly not meant to be there. I'm sure the Black Queen is a person who is very almighty and powerful, as given by the fact that she's she has uh, the ring. And she can mm-hmm. handle her own. But at least for appearances, yeah. one would think that there would be some guardsmen, but no. There is a reason for this. The footnote on this page notes that the Black Queen likes to direct people to Jack's office. Yes. Because that way she can make sure that he has, like, just an insurmountable pile of paperwork on his desk at all times. I 
love so she's this she's holding court in this giant kingdom hearts ass room specifically so that she can fuck up jack's day yep so yeah even a little bit on 1537 the black queen directs you to the office of the arch agent he is in charge of most of the tedious paperwork around here i also love that you have to walk the entire way you can't just call to the queen this is like rolling up to queen elizabeth ii and being like yo here's the daily sun to personally you think she reads the fucking sun i don't i was gonna say i don't think the queen reads anymore no she is definitely has her mental faculties that she can still read (laughs) and probably she can definitely still read (laughs) i don't think she reads the sun because it's a fucking rag (laughs) but i feel like that is the emotional equivalent to this situation for some reason in my head. Maybe she uses it to, like, put down for her corgis if they have to pee in the house. Ooh. Probably. If they... If in the house in Westminster Palace. I think she, does I think she has people who do that. <laughs> I love that the only people who are allowed to pee on the floor in Westminster... Not Westminster, Buckingham Palace. Westminster Alley is the fucking church where everything is yeah. held. It's Buckminster Palace. Buckminster is... <laughs> It's just a corgi. Buckminster Palace. <laughs> what the fuck is it called then? Buckingham. I've been to London. I have played Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I have studied English history for a very long time. <laughs> have you been calling it Buckminster Palace this entire time? No. <laughs> that is just something my brain decided that this I'm changing English history now. I have that power. Oh, holy fuck. It's Buckminster Palace. <laughs> I wish I could retcon this whole this conversation actually right now. I mean, you can, but I'm not going to. But I'm moving. Oh boy, I'm moving on to this this topic. I'm moving yeah. on to Rose. I must leave now because that's how I feel about this right now. <laughs> yes, Rose's exile has other shit to do, mm-hmm. um, and Rose can now make decisions that are not supervised by anyone. Not her mom. Not her exile, and she decides to sip this martini. As her first uh, act of independence. Yeah. I'm going to try a drink. And she finally gets her own blah panel. Yeah. She doesn't like it. Nope. And she has a... my first. Does her mom drink vodka martinis or gin martinis? I think vodka. Oh, she's totally a vodka Based mom. on what she names the cat. Yeah. Because the cat's a vodka mutini. Yeah. Vodka's probably a little harder for a 13-year-old to get into than gin. Yeah. I can't... Well... Mm. I'm trying to think of, like, the first time I drank vodka, which was, like, the first hard drink I had that wasn't just beer or wine, and it was Fedka. Yeah. And I didn't try straight gin until I think I was, like, 22 or something, so. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So the fourth exile appears, a windswept questant, and I'm, my first thought was, oh, she's very svelte. <laughs> she is. Like, her post-apocalyptic shroudware is, like, fancy as fuck, Chic. too. She did a really good job putting it together. She did such a good job. I think the costume designer of Mad Max Fury Road would be very proud. Oh my god, it is so Fury Road. Yes. Because that's... It is very Fury Road. I love it. It's a look and a half. Good for her. It is. She's in front of the egg. Her egg is also much fancier than everyone else's Mm -hmm. things. Like, she can teleport out of it. So fancy. She, She looks like she has her shit together. So, like, you know. She does. Like, she's one of those people that you look at and you're like, you're paying your rent on time. You do your laundry right away. Like, you're just effortlessly that beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of thought that goes into that one. You're just that way. 
Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then we have oh. PM command John to put the carved tablet into a Pixis. I still maintain this is the Rosetta Stone, but you didn't let me have that. So. <laughs> meh. <laughs> then I think. I don't want you to have that. <laughs> is the Rosetta Stone a Bible thing? No. Isn't it? No. The Rosetta. Where's the Rosetta Stone from? The Rosetta Stone is that thing that was the first ever, like, translating multiple languages into other languages. And, like, the written language thing. Yeah, but, like, what's it from? Like, is it from a religion, or is it, like, some Indiana Jones shit? I think it's just some Indiana Jones shit. Tori, my best friend, would be fucking reeling right now because she does, like, ancient Sumerian history and, like, Mesopotamian history. (laughs) I spent, like, three weeks studying ancient Sumerian cuneiform. Do you know how to read it? It's all tax shit. No, I just... I want the Rosetta Stone to be about taxes exclusively. We, uh, were... It's not exclusively about tax shit. They also used, like, ancient Sumerians. I think it was Sumerians. Uh, who observed a pantheon of gods led by one called Kumarbi, inscribed the Kumarbi cycle onto Sumerian cuneiform. Mm. Uh, so that's what I was studying when I studied it. Oh, okay. The Rosetta Stone is a stele found in 1799, inscribed with three versions of a decree issued at Memphis, Egypt, in 196 BC during the Ptolemaic dynasty on behalf of King Ptolemy X. So that ain't some Jesus shit. And it's in, like, three different languages. See? So it's a real thing. I... Duh. Did you not think the Rosetta Stone was real? No. <laughs> I thought it was like, <laughs> I thought it was like the Tower of Babel. Like oh, it's a metaphor. You can't fucking say shit to me about saying Bunkminster Palace when you didn't think the Rosetta Stone was a real ass thing. I thought it was made up. I've seen the Rosetta Stone. It's real. It's in the British Museum. What? Oh my. I literally thought. Well, because every time people talk about it, they're like, oh, it's this magic thing that we use to translate languages. And I was like, oh, so this is some other religion's version of the Tower of Babel, where they were going to climb up to the top of this tower and fight God. And God was like, fuck you guys. And he knocked them all down and made us all speak different languages so that we would never be able to cooperate enough to build another tower to fight God. So I was like, oh, so like the Rosetta Stone is what they needed to find after that to like learn how to speak the same language so that we can build a tower and fight God. You are, this was my, you are 26 this was my years process. old. You are 26. And you didn't know the Rosetta Stone was a real ass actual object that you can see. I didn't. You can't say shit to me now about like it not being the Rosetta. shit to anybody. Like never again. Like you're not allowed. No, I'm like legitimately pressed about this. How dare you say that I can't make that the Pixis into a Rosetta Stone comparison because you didn't think it was fucking real. I didn't. <laughs> you can do whatever you want now. You can say whatever you want about the Rosetta Stone. Great. <laughs> you are the official Rosetta Stone authority on this podcast now. All Only because I knew it was a real thing. And you thought it was some <laughs> Jesus shit. Be- well, like, look. In- no, I'm not going to look I- actually. <laughs> I would like to continue when on and move I... from this topic. I set a timer. We have 41 minutes left to go. We're on only 10 pages in. We can do it. We can do it. We can. Oh, my God. But I'm not ruminating on this further. I would love to actually forget that you never knew what the Rosetta Stone was real. I'm I also would love to forget that. <laughs> so we're now at PM. Locate the arch agent. He is... There no words to be found, but the box is on his desk, and she's gonna go and get it. But no, there's Jack, the arch agent. Before, can I help you? 
no, you cannot, because Mr. Moore tells you that the ticket <laughs> had better been notarized and punched in triplicate and presented with the full boon dollar penalty plus processing fees, or you are wasting valuable time you could otherwise spend shirking his clerical duties. This is how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Last episode, we said we hated the capture lock system, but I love the bureaucratic bullshit of Dirks and Prospect. I think no, it's too. hysterical. And this just further drives the point home. And PM tries to, like, toss the ticket aside. Like, this was your literal ticket in to this building. <laughs> She's already in. She doesn't need it anymore. It's true. Okay. Um, you know. I love this page. 552. If only because mm-hmm. Jack not only fucking hates his job, but he also kind of loves his job all the same. He does. He's so fucking small. too. Like, look how tiny he is. And he hands her a hit list of a crown and the little the little thingy thing. I don't know how to describe that shape. I never learned geometry. It's a cross. It's a cross. I did learn geometry. But you know, um It's a cross. Okay. It's a cross on a on a stoop. Um we've seen the crown now on the back of the Black Queen's throne and we saw mm-hmm. the little cross, using your terminology. Um on It's not mine. <laughs> On the ticket. It's just what it's called. <laughs> on the ticket, her parking citation. So that's that on that. Uh, but also. Yeah, uh, that's the symbol of the king. Okay. 1554 p.m. is Carly Ray Jepsen and she has been given a sword. Oh, God. She's about to cut to the fucking feeling. Remember in the last episode <laughs> when p.m. When p.m. was like, oh, yeah, I don't have a sword. Like, imagine me with a fucking sword. Um, but now. Now she has a sword. And she deserves it. She has Jack's Regisword um, in a hit list. She has been asked to kill um, the White King and White Queen, and then he will give her this parcel. Mm -hmm. At which point it super won't matter, because, like, the reckoning will have been fucking brought about. And I love that Jack's way of dealing with, like, not wanting to deal with people just giving him clerical shit to do is I'm Mm. going to send you on an assassination mission with multiple copies of this very important sword to me to the point where the sword is no longer important to me and yes I want these people assassinated but you can do it it's not gonna happen but it'll buy me some time do you know Uh he's also like shocked by what he sees in the box when he opens the box and my mind immediately went to him like it's Spongebob at the Christmas party what? Have you not seen that episode of Spongebob? I don't think I have. We didn't get Spongebob in Canada until I was like 13. What the fuck? Are you yeah. okay? I'm fine. I just didn't watch Spongebob until I was like in high school. You didn't watch Spongebob and you also didn't know the Rosetta Stone was a real ass object. So I really get, I don't think you're going to say too much of this podcast anymore. Chloe. Those two things are linked, I think. <laughs> I feel like if I'd watched Spongebob as a child, I would know a lot more about the Rosetta Probably. Stone. Probably. Um, there's an episode of Spongebob where Patrick has his secret box and he also is, like, showing off that he has this secret box, but also at the same time, like, doesn't want anyone to actually know what's in it. But mostly it's just mm-hmm. to, like, kill Spongebob with the anticipation of what the hell is in this fucking box. And it turns out it's a really embarrassing photo of him at the Christmas party from a couple years ago. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is a picture of Jack Moore at the Christmas party a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. Just looking like shit. Yeah. So we now <clears throat> smash cut to Dave. And this... Holy God. Also, this is exactly where I always tune out. We do the alchemeter, all the punch card things. 
I don't care at all. Yeah, this is, um, mostly what happens here is that they're just doing a lot of stuff to upgrade the Alchemiters so that Dave can kind of just mm-hmm. make things, like, right away. And they don't have to go about with the totem lath system and all that shit. And it's like, Hussy, you really could have just, like, said that they make it and we could assume that they're doing all that off screen. Like, you didn't need to spend... But we spent... Hours upon hours showing us all this i do appreciate that he did though because we get to see uh this like hideous fucking game bro this huge metal bust of this awesome bro on the footnote on this page the footnote on this page says that uh dave use a punched game bro magazine card is the last reader command ever used in this story oh we'll always associate this ridiculous metal bro emerging from the platform with the cessation of all formal input from readers i'm not sure why this moment was the tipping point (laughs) out of everything yeah, he said that he was staring down the barrel of this smug, radical dude, serving no purpose other than to utterly prevent Dave from performing alchemy. And I might have been like, enough. The madness stops here. So at this point, it's all hussy all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it already pretty much was because he could ignore command. Like every time that someone mentions like, oh, do something with this pumpkin, it would always be like, what pumpkin? That pumpkin's not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, so like the reader never really had that narrative control yeah now it's like official like it's just him mm-hmm. he's not taking any suggestions nope uh so i'm just gonna skip through a bunch of these pages until i have my next note because it's a whole lot of the same it shit. is really good i do really like jade's uh pictionary strife uh, not strife uh capsule mm-hmm. thing because she can just draw shit and then have it i think it's very good i would love to be able to do that I would love it. Oh, 1572 I actually made a note on because I think it's hysterical that she tried to draw something and then, like, ended up with a Gundam. (laughs) It turned into a Gundam. Um, And for free because those things cost a shit ton of money. Because I I keep wanting to build a Gundam and Tom, my boyfriend, keeps being like, let's fucking build a Gundam. And then we go to buy one. We're like, no. This is too expensive for a show we really, neither of us have any investment in. We just really like the cool robots mechs i'm sorry they're robots whatever the footnote on this says that the uh, scribble pad really wants to assume that you're trying to draw a robot anytime you draw anything mechanical and hussy said i think this makes it likely that the scribble pad is a sophisticated ai with a whole personality it really just wants you to build it a friend Hmm. sad emoji sad oh the other note i had was on for 1574 i hope people still know what a darkroom enlarger is because they sh- I, I don't I mean okay I also am not a photo person. I know what a dark room is okay I assumed that there was something to enlarge pictures because negatives are always tiny yeah that's essentially what it is when you go into a dark room you're about to go print a photo and you have your ship of negatives you put it in a uh, metal like little case like a little almost like a floppy disk but you fold it and you stick it in the enlarger and it has a lamp in it and it projects the image onto the surface of the enlarger and like you twist the knob up and down and like make it however big as you want and you also focus in so it's not like super blurry and then you stick your photo paper underneath it and then you expose the photo paper using the enlarger timer and then you do it through the chemical process in a dark room that's how you get photos i know this because i was going to go to school for that and i was like oh hmm, that's a another reason why maybe projected onto dave just a little bit (laughs) so yeah i can't imagine dave having the patience to do all of that but like we've seen several 
selfies that he definitely like developed by himself he would have the patience for it though and you know this because at first he'd think he'd be ironic about it but like he genuinely fucking loves photography and also the amount of hoops and hoops and ladders that he jumps very (laughs) skilled if he he jumps a ladder but um to like do stupid things for the sake of the joke like he goes like unnecessarily over the top with some things so it, I don't think it's that, that far of a stretch to be like, he may jokingly do film photography because it's a dumb, jokey, hipster thing to do, but I think he would probably genuinely enjoy it. Yeah, I don't think he'd spend too much time on something if he didn't actually get care. something out of it. Yeah, so yeah, if y'all, he just pretends that he doesn't. Yeah, so if y'all didn't know how darkroom photography worked, there you go. Gave you a little lesson today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's a dying art. It should still be celebrated because it's really fucking cool and important piece it of technology sounds really cool it sounds really hard oh yeah it's super hard people think that it's like stupid easy to do and it's really difficult actually to get one good photo um takes about three days worth of trial and error oh, jesus yeah because and we used to get that shit done in like an hour at the mall yeah so holy god oh i mean like the mall just has like their their generic input thing also with like color photography yeah, but still. It's a little, you get a little bit more wiggle room than with um, black and white photography. But, uh, yeah. Because, of course, like, when I was doing this in high school, I only had access to the darkroom at specific times of day. Then again, I also skipped a bunch of classes so I could stay longer in the darkroom. Yeah. So for, like, really good photos that I actually really liked and wanted to spend the time, like, fine-tuning and stuff, it would take me about three days to get it just right jesus yeah and each of those pieces of photo paper essentially cost one dollar each because you buy a pack of 100 for a hundred dollars holy fuck film photography is by no means cheap yeah so you have to like rip things apart to like get it right before and anyway i'm I'm done talking about photography now um okay (laughs) that's why i like uh dave just being a really dumb artsy kid in my fic so Mm -hmm. because he's that way in get cluck beast so yeah he is isn't he I like that uh, Jade thinks to get him an air conditioner because not only does he live in Texas, but Texas is currently on fire. So she's a good friend. In real life or just in Homestuck? No, in Homestuck right now because like all the media. Oh yeah, no. Texas is super on fire in Homestuck right now. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that. So then we smash cut to John stumbling upon his father's car. And I can only imagine like the emotional turmoil that like would throw someone through of, oh good, my dad is maybe still alive because his car is here. But he doesn't really seem to think too much of it, except that there's caution tape, so I should be cautious. But immediately after we get... He goes under that fucking caution tape, though. He doesn't care. Not that... He's not that cautious. No. <laughs> I love John. He's such a... He, like, is genuinely a little piece of shit. He's such an asshole. Like, in this next conversation with Terezi, when he said, oh, that's right, the elite-speaking blind one. And she said, don't make fun of my handicap. And he says, which one, the blindest or the elite-speaking? <laughs> such a dick. Do you have a braille You're such screen an asshole. or something? <laughs> I love it. Like, he's being such a prick to her. Yeah, everyone likes to think that John is this very happy-go-lucky, like, I wouldn't hurt a fly kind of... No. And it's not even like he's trying to be a dick. That's just who he is. Because he's a shitty 13-year-old boy. Yeah, he just, like, doesn't care about other people's feelings too much. Not, no. like, in the sense that he's like, oh, wow, I hope I hurt someone's feelings. I only care about myself. He just, like, isn't thinking. Yeah. About other people's feelings. Because he's a dumb 13-year-old boy. But referring to lead speak as a handicap is very funny to me. <laughs> it is. Um, 
Terezi also draws John like the shittiest map I've ever seen. I saw this to... and I was like, oh, I hate this. Not only because it's a shitty drawing, but she can't help it. But I was like, this is a Willem de Kooning painting and I fucking hate de Kooning. So She can help it though. That's the thing is that she's got like, is that she can read through her sense of taste and her sense of smell. Like, she can read things and she can see things with enough detail to be able to figure out what's happening, like, at all times. Mm -hmm. She has that cane that she uses, but, like, she fully doesn't need it. Like, it's entirely for decoration. Mm -hmm. And Hussey mentions in the footnote here that it's more likely that she actually could draw well if she wanted to, but she either literally doesn't pay the slightest attention to what she's doing when she's drawing, or she deliberately draws like this to lay it on thick with her blindness routine and mess with people. Like, she's doing it on purpose. I love the trolls so much. This is why her and Dave are, like, best friends. Yeah. Because they both are 100% capable of making very good art and are like, I'm going to make the worst possible art. Yeah, because God forbid I do good things in sincerity. Heaven forbid I express a genuine emotion. Yeah. I, my favorite line in this one is, are you ready to fuck up the timeline? Sure. (laughs) Like, it's not already fucked up. John's saying this is the worst crap I've ever seen. She says, it's the best I can do. And he says, okay, but it's useless. What's with these colors? I picked the ones that smell nice. (laughs) I love Terezi so much. I, like, really regret not loving Terezi the first time I read Homestuck. I really regret it. At this point in Homestuck, people hated Terezi, though. And, like, now I'm like, for what like, reason? She's hysterical. She, I mean, like, long term, like, after you've got, like, kind of the wide view of Homestuck and you see what, like, the actual villains are like, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, she's just, like, dicking around and being kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. But, like, at this point, people were like, oh, she's so malicious and, like, she's such an antagonist and, like, we don't like her. She's not nice to John. Like, to be fair, she did say that she would very much enjoy killing John and tasting his blood. I think (laughs) that's a pretty... At the very beginning, that is a very bold, very malicious statement to make, but in retrospect, it's hysterical. She's just being cute. (laughs) Yeah, I want to fucking murder you and taste your blood. That's really cute. Listen to you bleed while I smell you die. That's so fucking metal It's a great line. So good. So then we... So good. So then we see John go on his merry way, and we, yet again, smash cut to Rose Strife. This is the first time we see her strife with someone who is not her mom? Or has she strife before? Yeah. No, she strife with her mom. Yeah. And I love her knitting needles. I love that after she ends uh, stabbing everyone, her needles just naturally do like a cat's cradle behind her. Oh my god, right? It's very nice How touch. cool is that? Like... Her fighting style is so, like, full of finesse. I know. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I Like, the weapons system in Homestuck is one of my favorite in anything because it's just, like, picking up anything that you have lying around and using it in, like, a really cool way. That reminds me of the line from Broken Bride by Ludo. Have, do you listen to Ludo? Please tell me you have listened to Ludo. Yes, you know yes, I listen, you listen to Ludo. Why am I saying this to you? Of course you listen to Ludo because you're that kind of person. Yeah. Do you remember in Broken Bride, the line is like, anything can be a weapon if you're holding it right? Yeah. Like, that's 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 Homestuck. Yeah, that's, that's Homestuck. Also the best line in that entire fucking EP. Oh my god, the Broken Bride is so good. Yeah. And everyone who's listening to us, if you like Homestuck, you're going to fucking love Ludo. So go listen to Ludo. Unfortunately, they are not broken up. They're always have technically been on hiatus, but they just had like a, a really recent show, a reunion show. But if you like fun narrative music that fucking slaps, 
and like talks about zombies and you know and girls on trampolines girls on trampolines and like loving people so much that you want to like hunt them down in a forest because horror of our love is it's a really great good fucking song Please go listen to Ludo. They're all Oh my god, Horror of Our Love is such a you good song. You will love it. Love Me Dead? Holy shit. A bop on their most recent album as of like almost 10 years ago. Skeletons on Parade is like the Halloween song. I was listening to Skeletons on Parade like this week. It's so good. It's so good. Go listen to Ludo. We're doing you a favor. God, remember when the Horror of Our Love, not the Horror of Our Love, Love Me Dead was on every single Conrad and Worth playlist for Hannah is Not a Boy's Name? I do. Because, like, Hannah's not a boy's name and Ludo became, like, intertwined <laughs> at one yeah. point. That's, those are the same thing. Shout out to our old webcomic people in our audience. If y'all remember Hannah's not a boy's name, post yeah. in the hashtag Space Camp cast so we can all revel in how much we miss it. And go read Testone's new comic, Not Drunk Enough, because it's really good. Yeah. I still have to read it. I've been needing to keep up with his new stuff. And I keep not doing it. Oh, he's it, killing it. So. I love him. It's online. You can also buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have like a very when like one of the very few Oticons I did not go to. I made uh, Lee go get me uh, a copy of Hannah's Not a Boy's Name, even though they didn't read it. And Tess <laughs> started writing uh, Lee's name in it instead of my name. So there's a whole like, scribbled out thing, and then and my name in it oh, instead. That's beautiful. So I need to find my autographed copy of the first volume of Hannah's Not a Boy's Name. It's somewhere. I think I only have volume one. I don't have volume two. I don't think volume two ever got printed. Also, if you really like Homestuck, you're going to like Hannah's Not a Boy's Name too. I would recommend you to read it as well as Chloe's recommendation of reading of Testone's other stuff. Um, unfortunately, yeah, it's not finished. And will never be finished. It will never be finished, but it's definitely worth reading. Yeah. Aesthetics alone, it's really good. God, the aesthetics are so good. And there's a lot of similar character types in his new work, mm-hmm. including his pornography comic mm-hmm. called Seen Nothing Yet, which is, like, super similar to Hannah and Zombie. Okay. They're two paranormal investigators who fuck. It's it's good. Oh, if you like that kind of thing. Also, we have a friend who writes a really cool, uh, who does serial writing. Um, her name's Marn, and she wrote an incredible story called Antlers, Colorado. So if you're into, Holy like... fuck, read Marn stuff! Yeah, if you really like supernatural stuff, or if you read Hannah's Not a Boy's Name, you like the vibe of Homestuck, go read our friend Marn's stuff, especially Antlers, Colorado, and she's currently working on a serial with her partner right now called Prairie Song. Absolutely incredible. Go fucking read it. You, It will not disappoint. You will fall in love with her characters. Please go do it. It's so good. How long until I can buy antlers in a book? I want it to be tomorrow. I want to make it into like a PDF, send it tomorrow, and being like, y'all want to make a gum road for this? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, holy shit, I would buy this. Please. Yeah. So please go look at uh, all those things we just recommended. Hell, I'll even make a, a list of those things because we like it. You'll probably like it. <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that. So, back to Rose fucking fighting metal as fuck just stabbing him in the eyes this just like hog tying him around his neck this is so fucking good Knit the scarf ride the ogre i love this she does pull off this move almost identically uh, about a million pages later Ooh, in an entire other universe i can't wait until we see that it's gonna be really good dave also refers to this as an edible harness yep like oedipus yeah, that's on because Oedipus uh, pulled his own eyes out mm-hmm. rather famously after realizing that he uh, had fulfilled a prophecy that he never wanted to fulfill and slept with his mom. I love that Dave 
is well-read enough that he can just pull that shit out when he's 13. I mean, why wouldn't Dave love Oedipus? Uh, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. he's got, like, a thing. Don't. I mean, we, we're going to have to at some point. But not right it's now. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun. Gonna do, we're not going to do it right no, now. we already did so much today that the last thing I need. We're not going to enjoy it. Tell me when but we have to address do it, it. But we're not addressing it right now. I'm, I'm putting my foot down no. on that one. Uh, Rose says that was self-defense. Murdering a wounded behemoth in its sleep strikes me as unseemly. She also says that she would kill it with a pillow, like suffocating it to death. Like it's not already face down in a lake. Because <laughs> that's different. Like, like Rose, it's already not breathing. Then Dave goes to answer Troll, and who is talking to Dave? It is Kanaya. I love their conversation so much. It's so cute. Because I look... Is this the first time that he's been referred to as the knight by a troll, or... Um... I can't, re- I I can't recall. I do not remember. I feel like Terezi might have referred to... Not him specifically, but mentioned that their session had, like, seer, air, night witch. Okay, and then this is the first time that there must be someone's referring to Dave as the knight. Yeah, because she says, like, like, are you the knight? And he's like, wrong, what do you want? Yeah, she says, like he... you command the seer, so may you may have some insight into her disposition. Who? The one who is a little snooty. <laughs> and then she says, that's an exotic title when he calls himself a pit master hustle daddy of snippy bookshrews. And she goes, I she thought you snippy were... snippy bookshrew. Yeah, she is. I thought you were at night. Wrong. What do you do want? And this is entirely a conversation asking Dave how to flirt with Rose. She does. She does. And Dave sees right through it. He's like, oh, you're hot for her. Okay. Like, here's how you flirt with Rose correctly. Yeah. Man, Uh, wait. What's this about? You have a thing for her, don't you? Don't deny it, bro. It's obvious. Am I being accused of falling prey to the human dysfunction of amorous inclination? I love Kanaya so much. You are. Uh, The footnote on this page, we're especially going to love because Hesse notes, uh, this conversation is brought to you by Dave's overpowering sense of heteronormativity, causing him to assume Kanaya is a boy who is romantically interested in Rose. Uh, It's also brought to you by his otherwise keen observation that she is, in fact, romantically interested in Rose. Andrew Hesse breaking out the word heteronormativity in the footnote. I know, right? Like, fuck. It's so good. Because we talked about Dave being steeped in heteronormative bullshit yeah, for a while. S- steeped in heteronormative bullshit and probably because of it, a lot of pent-up internalized homophobia. Oh, yeah. Like, dude is in that fucking closet. So far in the closet that... Sorting out his winter clothes. Yeah. Taking sweaters down. You don't need winter clothes in Texas. Like, it doesn't get cold there. It gets cold. It doesn't get, like, cold cold. It was 48 degrees today. That means nothing to you. Um, it, it means nothing to me. <laughs> And I have no way to explain to try to figure out the Celsius conversion (laughs) for you. I want to tell you what the weather was here today, because there's snow on the ground right now. Oh, fuck that. We had a little, we had rain turn to snow really quick the other day. It is minus one degree. So zero is freezing. So what's freezing in Fahrenheit? 32. Okay. So then it's like 32, 31. Okay. So then 48 would be like, that's like, that's not cold. Like you don't need a coat. That's like a sweater. Depends on the wind, you know. I guess. So, I know, I'm I'm normally fine with just, like, a hoodie and a denim jacket. In like, I guess if you live in Texas and it's fucking on fire all year, then oh, yeah. that might be cold like, to you. Like, my favorite is always watching people I follow who live in Texas when it, it drops below, like, 60 degrees. They don't know what to do with themselves anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that we oh, do not have snow yet. It's good. God, I love watching Kanaya and Dave talk. Yeah. They're such good in-laws. 
they really are that's kind of an obtuse alien way of getting it but yeah be like an antagonism ninja like her i don't know you sort of remind me of her anyway so maybe that's a good thing it could be a horrible thing though <laughs> i'm get- could be bad i cannot believe that she just asked her brother how to flirt with rose i know <laughs> like that's that's what this whole conversation was and then rose kind of has a similar conversation with tavros on oh my god this is a weird I conversation think this is the second time tavros has appeared in, yeah. in conversation it's like the only time least. that rose and tavros ever talk to each other mm-hmm. oh my I, but i like tavros a lot more now than i did when i first read homestuck because when i first read homestuck i fucking couldn't stand tavros i like tavros kind of but i liked him more when gamzy and tavros were still a viable ship until everything went down with gamzy so okay. arguably they became a more viable ship after everything went down with gamzy because after everything went down with Gamzee oh, is also when Gamzee, like, straight up propositioned Tavros. I know, but it was, like, sad propositioning. Like, it was sad, but it was also canon. I know. So. But, you know. I do know. But, I mean, Tavros and Gamzee also have my least favorite typing quirks. So, like, They're I made for each other. reading their conversations. <laughs> yeah. Made for each other. Like, I can't read either of them talking to each other. It's awful. Oh, God. His, type, his typing quirk just looks like a mistake. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. It's me, like, not hitting the shift button right away kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, like, surprised at this conversation because it goes, Hi, so I, so you get bossed around by the night. Okay, given that, I have a question. Who? Oh, the one who's supposed to be cool. I think the sunglasses guy. Why would someone wear sunglasses while using a computer? But I thought that, like, at this point, they know what each other looks like, the kids, through, like, seeing each other through Esperb and stuff. Uh, oh, they definitely do. I think she's I was, just... like, fucking around. Fucking with him. Yeah. She's like, I don't know who you're talking about. Be more descriptive. And I thought they keep getting mad that they keep getting trolled, but they're just the fucking same. I know. Exact same fucking They're thing. doing it back. Yeah. There is no... Because then she says, uh, I know that anyone committed to such an affectation could only be striving to mask a severe insecurity complex mm-hmm. and likely harbors a crisis of self-image. Like, she knows exactly who he means. I love it. And then she tells him immediately how the fuck to get to Dave. And I love that. They're just so, such, such siblings. Uh, I and know. they say, like, I want to recommend poetry. And then I love this of your obvious cunning with words should depant Strider with such vivid Empyrean Tempest, another regional sonic boom is certain inevitability. But even so, consider me at your disposal to help craft a comeuppance of such unqualified devastation. The angels will weep pearl strings of little urban fellows cantillating at an unbroken chorus of oh snaps. Holy God, I love her. I love her. Uh, they also talk a lot about uh, like, they talk a lot about getting his goat, and Tavros, like, super takes her literally, mm-hmm. which is only important because the footnote on here says that uh, Tavros, his good friend, literally does have a goat. The goat was his father who abandoned his son, so maybe the whole subject of getting a guy's goat is kind of delicate. Oh. Mm. oh. <laughs> and then we have Rose in the middle of the water, sitting upon the drowned and dead <laughs> lime ogre she's like fucking surfing him around like a little canoe she's in a different spot now and then on 1592 oh wait i do want to say how funny it is that tavros fucking blocks her and then unblocks her. yeah 
<laughs> and she copies his quirk to say, um, I love that. That's really cute. That's a very, like, Twitter block culture move. It is. So then 1592, Rose ants her troll. We have girlfriends who flirt with each other. We do. The footnote on this page uh, from Hussey says, whoops, here's where it happens. In this overwrought conversation about the temporal order of their future conversations, they fall in love. Confirmed. Right and you can tell. Right there. You can tell. You can. That, like. Because where Rose was definitely, like, snippy and, like, I feel super flirty with Terezi. It was not quite the same as it is here. Yeah. Because what it is here is, like, almost genuine cooperation. A couple compliments make it in there. Mm -hmm. Apart from Kanaya saving her conversation with Rose as conversation with a very stupid girl dot text. (laughs) They're just so in love. This, like, unless I decide to copy it word for word. Yes, unless I lied to you about editing it in the first place. Like, this is flirtation. This isn't just them being antagonistic with each other. They're being cute. See, they love each other. This is what I mean, Rose. You are not as dumb of a girl as I initially led to believe. <sighs> That's romance, baby. That's romance. The... You're not as stupid as I thought you were. Yep. Let's fucking get married. Yes, I suppose this is it. that sarcasm all the time seems laborious to me. I'll admit, it's a more advanced tactic than I gave you credit for. Yes, and the providence of this antagonism ninja vice grip pinching your larynx has already begun to supply my purpose with fruit. The chilly frost shimmering on our tree of human friendship has begun to thaw. I love it. I love it so much. I, like, would love Dave to get his hands on this fucking, like, copy-pasted file of a future conversation that's like, these are your vows now, or I ring this at the reception. Dave 100% reads that at the wedding. Absolutely. And he keeps, like, switching different sides of the stage to, like, mm-hmm. show that he's... Oh, my God. He, what, thinks it's a joke. He does it in sincerity. Dave does, like, some Victor Victoria shit. Like, half his face is made up as Rose and the other half is made up as Kanaya. And he spends so long. He's just turning back and forth. Has to go around dressed like that for the rest of the night. Nobody wants to fucking talk to him. Car Cat won't pose for pictures with him. It's great. It, I would love it. I want... This is the prom stuck evolved wedding stuck rose and kanai's yes, wedding is. yes and we get this cute little picture of kanaya on her keyboard with her fancy lipstick i love her her fancy lipstick her cute little curls her cute little horns her cute she's so lovely everything rose saying okay i'm going to go talk to my dead cat is also very funny. yes so good and then we jump cut to dave similar visual you know posed as kanaya and answer troll he's gonna fucking talk to tafros but he is in the middle of fucking like the apocalypse and he's constructing an image of sweet bro he has priorities like i i get it yeah i get it because if there's chaos around me but there's something that i need to do i need to do it yeah it's happening today. Today. So we have this conversation between, it's less of a conversation and more just Tavros going. He goes the fuck in. And. Get ready to straight in, flat down, broadside, school fed up the bone bulge by a dope smacked, trinked out, smother fudging troll. I gotta say, like, this is genuinely hysterical. Like, actually, it is really good funny. job to Tavros on this one. Yeah, he's honestly got kind of a decent rhythm here Mm -hmm. at some points where he like when he gets going 
And I like if you read it out loud, I'm not going I'm to. I'm not going to either. Uh, <laughs> and this the not metaphor, whatever literary fucking term would be used to whatever. I, I'm tired. Um <laughs> the whole like <laughs> China shop bull thing cuz he's Taurus. Yeah, that would be a metaphor. He's has bull horns. He yeah. He is a bull. Yeah. I like, I mean the points in the horns of my head coming at you through traffic aimed at the heart on your shirt that is red, which then leads to a link to the Homestuck merch page on Topotco. Uh, it's a dead link now, sadly, because all his merch is sold through, God, what is it? Fucking We Love Fine? Oh, it is. I forgot about that. Or you can... uh, some website that's literally just called like fandom or some shit. By fans, for fans. I don't know. Yeah. Well, good news if you go to that link now you can buy stuff for casey green the guy who has the everything is fine dogs on fire that's him by the way so oh god credit yeah. him for that and one. anime club please read anime club Holy oh it's shit. so good and kate it's Eaton, so good you can buy her stuff there good stuff you can still buy i don't make money yeah, off a lot of good shit on here, but you can buy these creators stuff that i also happen to like there anyway uh, so he just keeps going, and then we hit our last page, which is Tavros himself. You just started some <laughs> sick fires, bro. He sure did. Um. <laughs> oh and my god, this is a lot for today. It's a lot. Oh my god, I. Now I'm looking at this again, and Tavros is like getting lost here a little bit. When he says, we're about to get mad hornographic. Oh, I wrote that I down. I mean, sort of like a graphic crime scene, not like anything sexual. But then, like, in the next thing, he says, I'm forcing you to be licking and liking. Grab the horns and start kicking like you're riding a Viking. Like, Tavros. Why are you? Hey. No. Hey, bud. Don't actually. How's it going over there? Bad. How's it going? This is why so many people ship Dave and Tavros. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. I completely forgot that was that a was big ship. so popular. I think it's just because I never liked it. I was just like, I'm going to be my Tavros Gamsey corner. Uh-huh. PB and J. Um, mm-hmm. The footnote on this page also says, it's uh, good to see that this time Dave has the discipline to ignore Tavros and focus on his art. It's not unreasonable to assume Dave doesn't read a single word of this. And because he's just so busy making his uh, Sweet Pro and Hell Jeff comic. Yeah. He, and he straight up says, like, don't care. And then just doesn't say anything for the rest of the conversation. He's gone. He's gone, and, like, I would love the... I almost, like, want to think that he doesn't care, but also he's worried that if someone else is going to come step into his game of some sick, sick rhymes and beats, that someone could be better than him, he doesn't want to see it. (laughs) That's true. I mean, this is also not better than him. No, it's not, like... But... (laughs) I like to think that Dave has such a inferiority complex that... That would be a thing that he Oh, yeah, that he do. just wouldn't even take the chance. Which, yet again, we bring up Dave something funny that he does and make it sad. Because all I we fucking stop. do is get sad over Dave Strider. <laughs> we gotta stop. We can't be sad about Dave Strider the only, every day. The only valid emotion is being sad over Dave Strider. And that's it. I mean, like, he's a closeted boy with low self-esteem. And a lot of passions that he's afraid of getting made fun of for. It's just inherently kind of sad. The next reading section is when the Dave angst really kicks into. Oh my god. Like, his identity shit. Oh. Uh, I hope y'all space campers are ready for that. Real Dave Strider love hours. And by love, I mean we're crying. Yeah. Get yourself some Kleenex. Get some chocolate. Uh, A snack. Yeah. Holy fuck. So I'm excited for that. 
Oh, also at this point on the footnote under the sick fires, bro, Hussey mentions that it wasn't canon yet that Tavros was in a wheelchair. Oh, okay. He was just sitting down. Yeah. That's that for that. Yeah. I got nothing else to say. I'm good. (laughs) No, Tavros did a good job. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more from him. Yep. Yeah, we now have... What trolls do we have so far? We have Carcat, we have Kanaya, we have Tavros, we have Terezi, and yeah, that's, that's it. it so far. So we still Those are the ones that we've seen. Seen who Then who else have they talked to then? I think that's the only ones that they've talked to. At this, We've seen the chum handles of Solux and Gamzee and Riska, I think. Yeah, okay. But we haven't talked to them yet. Because they're in the, but they're in the, um, the Pester Chum list. Yeah, they're in the troll slum. Yeah. So yeah, we got four out of twelve, eight more to go. Did that math real good. Yeah. I would like to I would like to be recognized <laughs> for that, thanks. We're getting better at it. Uh it only took us to not know how to divide twelve into pairs <laughs> to figure that one out. Yeah, we'll see you guys in hopefully less than a month. We'll see how that fucking goes. I uh, can't make any promises at this point. I can try yeah. <laughs> to say that we'll see you guys in two weeks and as always please use hashtag space camp cast if you want to talk to us have your opportunity to have your voice be heard on our podcast you almost assuredly will because we always have time for it as well as that we have our patreon that we launched patreon.com slash homesuckered space camp you are by no means obligated to uh be a patron but it'd be really neat if you considered doing so other housekeeping stuff oh yeah we have our discord server the link is now actually pinned to the top of our twitter page so all the important stuff now is up there i yet again have not really gone into the discord because i've just been so busy (laughs) um but i plan on being in there more often chloe and i do not want to be strangers with you guys so yeah yeah because someone actually asked us for the discord server link the other day and i was like oh fuck that was the thing that <laughs> we do yeah no there's been some good fan art in there there's been some like fun people talking in there yeah it's good yeah so if you want to make a friend more homestuck friends as always please please do that we want us to be a fun community kind of place so yeah i think that's all we got for today no that's not all because you have to talk about your really good deorbital piece that got published. <laughs> oh yeah um so you have to plug that okay i Apparently, I have to plug this thing. Yeah, I recently wrote a piece for Deorbital, which is a games uh, crit writing website. That's not the proper way to say it. I'm very flustered talking about this thing, can you tell? <laughs> yeah, I wrote a whole um, critical piece about the links between uh, Judaism and Final Fantasy and my religious identity crisis involving both of those things. Uh, please give it a read if you want. You can, If you follow my main account, you can find it over there. I worked really hard on it. I'm really proud of it. You don't have to give it a read. It's really good. Wait, it'd be nice. You have to read it. <laughs> I'm not Jewish, and I've never played Final Fantasy, and I learned a lot of things about both. Oh, good. I'm glad that I'm glad I could be of service on that one. Yeah. So. so everybody go look at it. It's really good. They've also got a good article up about We Know the Devil if you're interested in that. But first, you have to read Rhea's piece <laughs> because it's really good. Your homework for Homestuck Space Camp for next time is do the reading section, which is always going to be on our Twitter bio uh, for the next episode's reading section. And you have to go listen to Ludo. You have to go read Test Stone's stuff. You have to go read our friend Marn's stuff. Antlers Colorado and Prairie Song. And she also has a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, like, uh, what are they? Sapling and Incident Pit? Yeah. And so give uh, at PGenPod a listen to our brothers in arms in the Homestuck podcasting community. 
And know that the Rosetta Stone's a real object that exists in real life. <laughs> I'll see you on the turnway flip side.